Welcome to the Faith to You podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb Schrader, and we're going to be talking today about Thanksgiving. Have you ever needed to remind somebody to say thank you? If you're a parent, you have to do that frequently with your small children. And and your goal is that they won't just mouth those words, but that they'll actually mean it. But when they're small, we have to teach them to do that. We have to teach them the practice of giving thanks. You know, Thanksgiving is a built-in reminder. Just like maybe your parents reminded you to say thank you, Thanksgiving is a built-in reminder to tell us we need to say thank you. But here's the problem. We can fall into the same trap as a five-year-old who just says it because mom and dad told them to. And so my heart is that we all will learn to give thanks genuinely, that it will be heartfelt. Now, one of the reasons I think that we struggle with this is because we don't understand the purpose of Thanksgiving. So I want to share with you today three reasons to give thanks. The very first reason is that it gives glory where glory is due. If you understand who gets the glory, if you understand who deserves the glory, then Thanksgiving makes sense to you. I want to remind you of, of a story in Luke chapter 17. In Luke 17, 10 lepers came to Jesus and asked for healing, and he told them simply to go and show themselves to the priest. And on the way, they noticed that they were healed. But only one of the 10 came back to Jesus. And it says this in Luke 17, 15 through 19. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, we're not 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he, and he told him, go up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. I want to point out to you two things that the Samaritan does when he returns. It says he gave glory to God with a loud voice, and then he fell down at Jesus' feet. That's the position of worship, and he thanked Jesus. You see, thanksgiving is giving glory where glory is due. It's recognizing I don't deserve this glory. God does. And in the story of the ten lepers, there's only one who got that. Also notice this, Jesus points out that he's a foreigner. He says, why is it just this foreigner who came back? And that might not make sense to you. Why is Jesus pointing that out? Well, in John chapter 4, when Jesus has the conversation with the woman at the well, he makes a distinction between the Jews and the Samaritans in their understanding of who God is. And he says this in John 4, 22, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. So Jesus is saying that Samaritans don't even understand who they're worshiping. Jews do. And then when Jesus heals these 10 men and only the Samaritan comes back, Jesus is pointing out this man who doesn't even fully know God knows this. I need to give glory where glory is due. What we see throughout Jesus' ministry is that those who knew better didn't give thanks. And I think this happens sometimes for us as believers. If you've grown up in the church and, and you come to Thanksgiving every single year and you can begin to go through the motions and you can forget the gratitude that maybe you once had toward the God who's given you 
life in everything. So he closes by saying this to the, to the Samaritan. He says, get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. I want you to remember this, that faith is what saves, that, that we are saved by faith, by grace through faith. But Jesus points out that this Samaritan had faith. How did he know? Because of his heart of thanksgiving. You see, thanksgiving is a manifestation of a heart that's living in dependence upon the Lord and not oneself. You see, we don't give thanks to the Lord if we think we did it, if we think we accomplished it. Those other nine, they're thinking, wow, we're so smart. We were smart enough to go and ask this guy for healing, and we got what we deserved. This Samaritan realizes it's by grace alone, through faith alone. His faith had made him well. The second reason that we give thanks is because it rightly orients the heart of the recipient. It rightly orients the heart of the recipient. What do I mean? In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Thanksgiving reminds me that I'm a constant recipient of God's good grace. I, I have what I need because he's my father and I'm his child. And you see, Thanksgiving reminds me of that relationship and reminds me of the identity of the one who's giving me good things. There's not a shadow of turning in him. He's constantly showering down upon my head good things. And so Thanksgiving orients our hearts to expect God's providence. And that's where we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live in a position of expectancy for the providence of God. Listen to what God said to the Jews in Psalm 81.10. He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I love that Psalm. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Why do we open our mouth? because we're expecting him to care for us. You see, thanksgiving rightly orients the heart of the recipient. I'm a receiver of grace. I'm a receiver of good things. And so I'm going to look up expectantly to the giver of good and perfect gifts. The third and final reason I want to remind you of is it prepares us for our created purpose. The reason we exist the reason that we are here upon the, on, upon the earth is to give glory to God. That's why creation exists. That's why I exist. I am here to glorify God alone. That's my sole purpose. And thanksgiving reorients my heart with that sole purpose. It prepares me for that created purpose. Thanksgiving is a way of joining in with a song of creation. I want to close by reading a psalm to you, and I just want you to meditate upon these words as I read them to you. This is Psalm 148. It says this, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly armies. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let 
them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in position forever and ever. He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind that executes his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted, his majesty covers heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people, resulting in praise to all his faithful ones, to the Israelites, the people close to him. Hallelujah. This is what we were created for. We were created to join in creation's song, a song of thanksgiving. Will you take some time right now to give thanks to the Lord? That's what he created you for. Thank you for listening.